This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out MariaMenunos.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to AfterBuzz TV Scream After Show! <laughs> I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Tonight, we only talk about Grim Silence of the Slams. <laughs> That's great! Uh, <laughs> that was really good! It's a luchador-filled episode here at, at Grim in this corner. Miss Yell Teagle. Hi, everybody. You can tweet at me live during the show. I can't do wrestling things. <laughs> Woo. Um, at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. And I'm live in the chat with you guys, so I'm following along as you bang on keyboards. And her tag team partner on that side of the table, Tari Miller. I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. T A U R I J A Y. And I'll be your host for this evening, brother. It's like the only rationally reference I know. Uh, I'm Zach Wilson, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're very excited to talk about this week's episode of Grim. I'm extra Silence of the Slam. This is my tag team partner. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Yeah, 2016 tag team champs, bro. Yeah. It's a, it's a two on one. No, we're all on the same team here. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, you guys can tweet at me throughout the week, throughout the show. That's Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach spelled with a CH. Uh, start with a quote, and then yes. we'll get into this episode. Read it, the wrestling voice, though. Give a man a mask, and he will show you his true face. It's Oscar Wilde. Oh. I nice. love Oscar Wilde. It's like the most intense way that an Oscar Wilde quote has ever been said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, with that out of the way, with that bit of ridiculousness out of the way. Um, all right. What you get? Well, what first thoughts? What do you guys think of uh, tonight's episode? Because remember, this is picking up like where we left off after we just got the reveal of the stick. The stick. It's it's almost like I almost forgot like after a week of absorbing that that like. That was the hundredth episode a week ago. This is one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, we're start. We still have to figure out what's going on with this thing. Um, I'm really sad that we've reverted back to procedural status. That's where I stand on it. Um, Ivan in the chat says, "I hated this episode." Whoa! <laughs> with like five exclamation points. 
Um, yeah, everyone else disagrees, though. They said it was pretty good. Uh, my biggest complaint, though, is that it reverted back to... Ironically, not the complaint everyone thinks is my biggest complaint. But my biggest complaint <laughs> is that we reverted back to um, procedural status and did not make progress on the stick. Yeah, I, I would have to agree that, like, it, it kind of bums me out that we had these big epic episodes. And it makes sense because we, we had the 100th and they had to do something really large and extravagant. They and had then, to change the game a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, but, like, then we go back to things like status quo, essentially. Uh, but, like, I mean, I feel like we had some pretty sweet action. Uh, and I really liked the old man. Yeah. He's a good character. <laughs> yeah. No, he was cool. There was a lot that I liked about this episode. I agree. Um, I, I am, uh, like, I think we've all been clear on our feelings. Like, the episodic stuff, like, the more procedural episodes are, are feel unnecessary. Because mm-hmm. um, you're just, like, you're watching it, like, okay, and, and, and the, the big important thing that you're dealing with, too. Remember, like, that whole thing? Like, mm-hmm. why don't we do that? Well, the first half of the season, even the, the episodes that were very vested of the week were tied into yeah. the overarching story, overarching story, and we didn't get anything about Black Claw. No, it week. didn't. W- the, it had nothing to do with it. The the luchador plotline in this episode mm-hmm. didn't seem to tie into tie in at all to the overarching. And that's what you're right. The first half of the season did so well was yeah. we kept the procedural nature that the show has had for a long time, mm-hmm. but it never felt procedural because it was all important. It was right. like, yeah, he's a cop. He has to solve cases. These things come up, especially if there's a new criminal element in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he has to deal with that. And then, oh, wait, it's building towards something. Right. And this one just didn't. It was a cool story. I like the, I love the idea of the luchador mask and like the transference of Vesson powers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very fascinating thing. And we're going to get into that a little bit more towards the, towards the, the second half of the, of yeah. the after show. Yeah. Um, I want to start talking about, uh, the, 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 stick. the wand of power, the stick of healing, mm-hmm. the splinter, the rod of a Schlepius. <laughs> Because I still don't know how to properly pronounce his name. Oh, and I um, kind of like saying Schlepius. Igdraso. <laughs> <laughs> um, Could be. Yeah. Uh, if you want more about those theories on <laughs> the stick, wand. you can check out last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, where we wouldn't shut up. No, it did not have little balls of wood on it. It's not the Elder Wand, <laughs> Tari. Do not have it's, balls of wood. <laughs> that's what the Elder One looks like, right. guys. God, come on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, but yes. So the the they're they're talking about this and trying to figure it out. And again, we get a little bit of that like fan like feeling from them, like. So it does this. Like, what do we do with that information? Yeah. Um, it could be the cloth doing it. Could yeah. be the box doing it. Mm. Um, how do you? What do you guys? Do you guys th- still think it's the stick? Um, I think the stick is... Yes, I think it's the stick because we know of so many things, like, so many magical things ab- about pieces of wood, right? Like, your schlepping and, and my Yggdrasil and the wands and, like, their... And, um, Prospero's staff, yes. right? Like, there are all these magical sticks and so I feel like it has to be the stick. Um... But I think that the uh, cloth does have something. Maybe it's the spell that gave the magic to the stick or, you know, the spell that said not to be all predicting-y. But, like, the 
the cloth says, you know, who has who is pure of heart, blah blah blah. Right. The stick is magic, blah blah blah. So it's like it's like the contract of the stick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like I that could be interesting if it's like a warning, like if you use this to heal, it will also like it could be sort of a monkey's paw type yeah, yeah. situation we're where we're now getting super predictive. It's it's heal <laughs> whatever. That's we're, we're speculating, not yeah. predicting. All right. Uh, exactly. Thank you, Tari. You're welcome. Um, it could be something where, like, if you're healing, it could be hurting somebody else mm. in the world equally, or it's going to come back and hurt you in a different way. Mm-hmm. Soon, there could be just any kind of. There's always a consequence. Yeah. For good, especially in this in the grim world. There's always a consequence for magic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who's ever grown up on the craft knows. <laughs> um, Nikki S in the chat says they should definitely tell Adeline about the stick because she has magical knowledge, and that's a really good point. Yeah, it, it seemed odd. It seemed odd at first, just that that's just that Adeline was not there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and last week I thought, oh, okay, well she's got to watch the baby. Right. You know, she's like that, and that's fine. Like I can except that that she wasn't there because she has like she's she yeah, has, she has a, responsibilities a baby like yeah. not just a child but a baby like mm-hmm. that can't be left alone and there's no one they're going to trust that baby with I mean it can be left alone but whatever <laughs> no don't, don't trust <laughs> yell with your baby apparently um, James um, Foran in the chat says Adeline has as much magical knowledge as Zach has pronunciation powers hey I am getting a lot better <laughs> um, Ivan says magic always has a price nice yes. good reference once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> so good. I, wa- I was I was confused why they wouldn't then tell her later. Um, I mean. Like, when they decide not to tell They anyone. decide not to tell anyone, but the, and the only reason I could think not to tell her would be worry about the Hexen Beast thing. Right. But that doesn't seem to be, like, until she mentioned it, I don't even think Nick thought about it. Right. Well, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but she's still not technically one of the Scooby gang. Yeah. Like, she's she's the girl that Nick is involved with, but she's not necessarily part of the group. You know, she's been an enemy for so long that, like, it would be hard to just kind of trust her with all the knowledge that you have, especially with... Like Rosalie knows that her hex and beast is back, right. so she's definitely not going to encourage. That's fair. That's a, that's fair. Because like, yeah, you're right. Rosalie does know, and so yeah. Well, so right. I thought the same thing. I thought if Rosalie had said something like, "We should just make sure it's just us mm-hmm. in this room," you know, like some way that Rosalie was like hinting, hinting, but without hinting, so like the fans understood it better. Right. Um, I would have liked that. But I think the way that it went down, and you're right, though, because if you think about when Juliet was part of the group, she wasn't part of the Scooby gang for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so even though Adeline is fully aware of Vesson and everything, you know. But it, but she's not as trusted. Right. And they, they this is like the big thing mm-hmm. that right. they need you need to be worried about. Yeah. Trusting people with. Um, Kendall in the chat says she's still an outsider. That's true. Yeah. And if she's keeping secrets, Nick should be keeping secrets too. Yeah. Which I'm uh, sorry well, to say, no, that two wrongs definitely make right. Um, <laughs> the the Natalie fans are going to kill me. But um, guys, 
relationships based on secrets don't usually end well. Yeah. Right? Secrets don't make friends. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So I'm sorry to the Natalie friend, uh, fans, but like something to think about. This is going to no, be drama. I, yeah. It's, it, regardless of whether they are going to stay together, this mm-hmm. is clearly going to be a rocky patch for them. Yeah. Um, and like I've always said, like e- weirdness uh, aside, I I like Nataland. Yeah. I'm an I'm an I'm a Nataland shipper. I've, you've joined that. I've gotten on that ship. Yeah. I've come aboard. Tari's like no. I'm I'm not generally known as a shipper. Uh, <laughs> Do you think they work well together? Uh, I think they're fine. <laughs> um, I mean, I. I was always on the train of uh, Nick and Juliet, and that was that died. So Nick should die alone. <laughs> oh, interesting. Nick should die alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote that. Sorry, <laughs> uh, guys. Send him the hate. This is OTP, man. <laughs> um, James <laughs> says One true three person. rights make yes. the left. Yes. We're, what was that? Three rights make a left, and Mr. Goku says two rights make you go backwards. Guys, I'm not good at math. You're confusing me here. <laughs> That's not math. It's just directions. Um, yeah. Ivan's not getting a shout-out for what he said. You don't deserve another one. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, while yelled shaming the chat for some reason. He said kill yell. <laughs> LOLJK. <laughs> no. <Yeah>. No. Um, <laughs> but, I mean... Uh, it is clearly going to drive a wedge between the two of them because you can only keep a secret like that for so long before it comes out. Mm-hmm. Adeline's going to react to something. Nick's going to come home late and she's going to wake up like, who's that? Like freaking out, like who's there? And throw something across the room by accident. Right. Right. Um, or she's just going to like be like, I need the milk. Whoop, Jedi. And <laughs> she's then. Not, she's a hexen beast, not a Jedi. Yeah, but she could still say, you know. <laughs> she could say Jedi? It's still a Jedi move. Right. I mean, Telekinesis? though she's really good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's really good at, like, acting. So, like, any t- if, if she were to accidentally reveal her powers, she could be like, oh, my gosh, Nick, I guess my powers are back. So she could play yeah. the fact that she's lying, whereas, like, Nick is part of a group that all knows this thing is happening, and they may have assumed that she, that he was going to tell her. So it's going to slip at some point. She'll be like, yeah, Nick told you about the super magic stick. Uh, and But Nick just, just made that decision not to tell Yeah, him. all it'll take is one slip from somebody on the team. Um, um, and, but also, like, it could be as simple as Adeline gets mad. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, that's the thing is if, the, if he- the Hexen Beast side is back, it's not just that she has her powers. It's that the the evil side of her is starting to come back around. Yeah. And starting to show itself again. Like, she's, in a sense, like, off, almost off her meds. Right. Um, and not that she did it intentionally and, like, right. but she just can't do anything about it. And she's going to become unbalanced soon. So it could be that Nick says something that, like pisses her off like maybe it would be a little thing but Mm -hmm. she's but like the hexen beast is going to blow it out of proportion um sarah caitlin walker says stop blowing holes in my shit (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys (laughs) um oh mr goku says what if she um focused during sex yeah um it wasn't my suggestion it was his and i like it (laughs) look we're gonna we're like (laughs) Sometimes you might have to worry about Adeline. You like, but occasionally it's gonna happen. Yeah. Stop 
Uh, you gotta Thank watch you out. That. You gotta watch out. Yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Work. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, our engineer in the booth. Yay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. you, don't, you can't give yourself a round of applause. Uh, all right. So, but the bigger thing going on with Adeline mm-hmm. is a little bit thanks to Renard in this episode because, yeah. like, well, Rachel. Yes. Well, Rachel brings it up and like starts to unfold these pieces. Um, we got those hints of like a couple weeks ago that Renard is going to have some big choices ahead of him, and we were like he, when he was presented with the uh, Obama poster <laughs> with his face on it. How did you feel about that poster? It's so like, come on. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're all the same. Come page. on, campaign. Like. <laughs> The campaign, like I, I totally buy. Like these are not the most original people in the world. Uh, the 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 campaign managers, right? Yeah. Um, so they're just like that campaign worked. <laughs> let's let's use an old campaign, like one that's real outdated. That's what we should do. Though distinct, I mean, I feel like if you, <laughs> this is my defense, in that like if you go back. To previous uh, like campaigns, there's none that stand out more than that one. Like if if I were to hold up any of the previous ones, you'd be like, I don't know who those are for, mm. if, unless it had a name. But that specific one is very distinctive to be like, you're running for office. This is a style. So like I get that choice. I just uh, oh, think it's you funny. and your defenses that make <laughs> sense. <laughs> um, but so like. Now he's trying to decide if he should do it. And he's got the, his Lowen temptress. Oh my God, that Rachel. dress she was wearing? Guys, <laughs> I was also tempted. <laughs> Whew. I wanted I'm, to run for office at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. She's looking great. She looks so good. And she looks great as a Lowen, too. Like, <laughs> Are you switching she, teams from, Lo- from Fuchs Battle Lowen? No. Okay. Rosalie all the way. <laughs> um, but oh, oh, Sarah Kaylin Walker in the chat says redheaded campaign manager. Her name is Rachel Wood. Uh-huh. Um, is basic as hell. She would. Oh, she. Nice. <laughs> Sarah Kaylin Walker. No, she ain't basic. I mean, just because she loves her pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> and is really into yoga does not make her basic, right, guys? <laughs> Right, guys. We're going down. I'm still, I'm still very, I'm, I'm still very unclear as to what that means, and we're not going to get into it. Um, James says we need Zach to t- likes the kitty now. We're not going to get into this stuff because yeah. we still, because the big thing that comes out of all of this yes. is that Diana is back on the table. Um, yeah. T- so Rachel knows where Diana is. It seems like she knows. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, it could just be a carrot that she's using. Yeah, right. like I don't know whether to. I don't know if we can trust her, but right. she she knows enough to know the name, right? Like, so they they have enough connections to just even even to know that Diana exists and right. is the child of Renard and Adeline. That means that they like Black Claw has deep knowledge. Like we know they're an international organization, right. so it stands to reason. Um, I but, think the fact yeah. that they could infiltrate the council. And murder everyone there, right? Because that yeah. guy was at the council meeting like a council member. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, he was a council. He member. was a council member. So I think the fact that they're at that level tells us that they definitely should know about the royals 
and all of that, and they should be fully aware of Renard and Diana. Yeah. Um... It makes sense. I mean, this is a she's little Diana, however old she is, because we still don't. We know she's still a child, though. Yeah. That was confirmed to us. That was, okay. So like, she has aged up, but she's still but a kid. She's still a kid. Um, <laughs> Chaos says, "What if Diana works for Black Claw just out of spite?" I don't see that happening, especially because she's a child. I don't see her being Black Claw. Mm. Although that would be fascinating. Well, but if she's g- a Black Claw tool. Yeah, I right. mean, but the thing is, like, we don't know. Well, the last place we saw her was with. My yeah, hold on. Let's hold on a second. Yeah. Like, I'm just now think realizing this. The last place we saw Diana mm-hmm. was with Meisner mm-hmm. on the helicopter. My, so Meisner, in theory, took her into the into the protective uh, care of H.W. According to him, she was returned to the Royals. Right. Are you also thinking that he could be a double agent? I wasn't. Oh. Uh, that's what <clears> I was... <throat> like, as we got down this train, I was thinking that he could... Like, he could be uh, part of Black Claw, and that might explain why HW hasn't been fully successful in taking them down, and that, like, he's part of that whole thing and feeding them information, so that's how they know that Diana exists, that's how they know that Adeline is the mother, and, like, that they might be able to use him. Chaos says Diana is the Black Claw version of Eve. And I think that when we thought that Diana was an adult, I think that was totally a fair thought. Yeah. But I think now that we know she's a child, I don't think that she's going to be a Black Claw agent or tool. And I. But there's got to be some. There's got to be something. There's like. She. We know that. So we. What we know about Diana is as a uh, royal hexen beast. She is incredibly powerful. She was also conceived under special circumstances right. because of all the things that Adeline did. Uh, she wasn't conceived under special circumstances. She was birthed under, like... Yeah. Right. Her nine months, Grown. six-ish yeah. months. Her months. Gestated, if you will. Yes. Whatever, the however, period. Whatever the right phrase is, there was a lot of stuff, that, a lot of spells and things that Adeline did yeah. while she was... Uh, pregnant with Mm -hmm. Diana. So Diana is incredibly powerful. Right. We don't know the limits. We don't know if she is at Eve's power, if she's above Eve's power. Mm -hmm. Um, We also don't know if she was trained at all. Yeah. And like, even like if she's anywhere above like two or three, we know there's something big going on because like, that means she's aging faster than normal. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is great because like, speed along we already got another baby i feel like she's gonna be like 10 that's that stands to reason for me um Everyone i would in the chat l- is saying late teens i would love uh, i think 13 14 would be a great place to land her age-wise because like 13 year old girls are volatile I, should- I was like i was like where are you going with this boy <laughs> no, like tell me about 13 year old girls Tell me about your childhood as a thirteen-year-old. Early, early teens, be they men or be they boys or girls, uh-huh. are unpredictable because they are just boiling pots of hormones. Right. Uh huh. Both genders. Uh huh. Um, so I think that that is where it could get really interesting because imagine someone with Eve's power level, mm-hmm. who is unpredictable, and could do tons of damage if. She gets upset about something 
unreasonable. Interesting. As teenage as like teenagers and preteens do. Right. Though I imagine no offense. if she were younger than cuz for me the ideal age would be like 8 or 9 because she's still relatively impre- impressionable. Like you could convince an 8 or 9 year old to do something wrong and make them believe that it's right or a game or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a teenager is more apt to re- rebel and may end up killing you if they have superpowers. All right. Yeah, um, I'm with Tari. Uh, I think both have di- both have different interesting stories and then like right. I think th- I trust the writers to know wh- well it's where they want to take it really is where is where they want her age at. Yeah. Like yeah. I it, also it, think they yeah. they told us that she was younger than we had thought like a lot Well, younger. we thought she was 21. Right, right, but I think we were led to believe after that that um she has aged up a bit, not a lot. The chat is guessing all sorts of things and telling you it's a trap. Zach, so stay out of it. <laughs> what's a trap? What what's a trap? Me. You grilling me about that? About so. being a teenage girl. <laughs> Tell me about it, Zach. I've already Guys, Wait, sorry. The redhead, so everyone's aware, her name is Rachel. <laughs> she has a name. Yeah, Rachel she's had a name Wood. for a while. Yeah, we learned it. Yeah. Played by Ann Layton. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Rachel yes. Wood. Because mm-hmm. Rachel Wood. All right, um, but yeah. So I, I'm intrigued to see what they do to get because I think what it seems like they are leaning towards at this point is that Renard is going to agree to run for the run the, uh, for mayor mm-hmm. with Black Claw as a double agent or base maybe not as a double agent but basically trying to play them in order to get Diana back. Mm. Um, that's what that that's how cause especially after his like uh, conver- like conversation towards the end of the episode like that's just like it, it, that's what made sense to me is that he like he wants Diana back otherwise he wouldn't do it because he doesn't want to work with Black Claw because he I don't think he buys into their yeah their like theology. goal the, yeah theology thank you um, but he will do it to get Diana back Especially with the royals like out of the picture. I agree. I think that there's a more likely chance that he will go along with them to get Diana and to help out HW because I feel like that's more his speed. Yeah. Um, you know, government. Right. Um, but I think that he's going to play along, and we're not going to know that until later. That would be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that we're going to know... Uh, just because, again, because of the way that they handled it in this episode, it, it seemed to already be hinting at that. And Grimm's not doesn't usually withhold that kind of thing. If, they, if, they, if everyone knows where they're going. Mr. Goku says, I like that Renard asked Rachel if she was pregnant. And then Nikki S., clever, responded that it just goes to show that Renard never uses condoms. <laughs> <laughs> really good point. Um, note to the writers. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, who knows what happens? Like, we don't we, when he uh, vogues out. <laughs> okay. In the moment, like you don't know <laughs> what goes on down there. Don't I? Uh, Go on. Pretty sure you don't. <laughs> Just we like we see we only we've only ever seen a Zauber Beast's face. 
Okay. Just saying. Okay. Oh, man. Look at this water. <laughs> so good. Yeah, we should probably move along. Um, <laughs> and I want to move along and do uh, do a quick uh, iTunes shout-out. Because um, uh, thank you guys who have written. I think we're, we're up to 120 ratings nice. on iTunes. It's a great number. So thank you guys for going on there and, and rating and reviewing. It really does help us at the network. It helps this, pi- this panel be more visible so that other fans can find it, other fans can enjoy it. So if you're enjoying it, I hope that you want other people to find it as well. And it helps us at the network by keeping the lights on. Every, the more that AfterBuzz is found by listeners, the more we're able to do for you. Because we bring these things to you for free every week on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, all the places that you can get podcasts, you can get this show. Um, and if you give us a five-star review, we're going to give you a shout-out. So... Maryam186 says, great show. I think I'm the only one in Nigeria that watches Grimm. It feels good to know I have you guys to dissect the show with. Nice. Awesome. Nigeria. Yeah. yeah I, hey, we got international fans, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and hey, if you guys are watching us abroad, tell uh, write in and tell us where you're from. I think uh, we have someone in the chat yeah, from definitely. Argentina. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, lo- I love hearing from international fans because that's just the craziest thing to think about. <laughs> it's nuts. I also feel bad if it's the middle of the night for you and I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all. Uh, but whenever you're enjoying us, uh, this this show, you uh, we like, we like uh, interacting with you guys yeah um, it and also helps us get guests yeah it does for sure it does and i think i think we're gonna I, like i want to try to do like if anybody's gonna be at WonderCon this weekend yeah which is in la i'm gonna be there for at least a, a little bit of the time uh yell's gonna be there busy as all hell the whole weekend right. i don't got stuff to do <laughs> uh i'm just going to have fun but if anybody's gonna be down there uh should be a note on twitter Let's uh, yeah, let's come all, find let's us. all meet up. It'll be it'll be fun. I want to meet Grim fans. We'll nerd out. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about Diana and crazy theories. Uh, there's something <laughs> I'd much rather talk about, but yeah. Is it the Luchadors? It's stinks. yes, it's the Luchadors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <all laughs> we right. have people in Georgia. I'm assuming the state um, and Massachusetts. Oh, nice. And Canada, Mexico, Florida. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. Yay! Well, thank you to you listening to us in Canada. (laughs) No, that was Mm. awful. All right. Water. (laughs) (laughs) That was awful. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, we got I'm two trying to like Georgia. find a way to like get it back on track. I was like, Luchadors. Yeah, I, <laughs> Arizona. Yeah. I mean, you know what's not Canada? Mexico. <laughs> um, I have yeah. a question. Yes. Are we talking about the Luchadors now? Yes. Let's okay. dive into it. And I want to ask because I feel I don't know the answer. Somebody else can Google this. Um, the entire um, Santeria spell situation that we had. Mm-hmm. I want to know if that is, and if any of that is based in reality. Um, I didn't. I don't know. I'm um, taking. I'm giving it to the but chat. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would love to find out more. Uh, I'm not up on my uh, Santeria. Santeria. I don't practice like, Santeria. I don't, <laughs> I don't got no crystal ball either, and it's not. So we don't know. Like if we had one, we would know. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> we we did this earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like. I, I feel like I've heard of the like if you wear your enemy's skin you get their power but that's like in a lot of different lore yeah. you know like you drink their blood you become them you know you, you take you their skin eat, sc- eat you- their hearts right um, yeah no it's a, I mean but it is a 
again, if you're going to have that lore out in the world, and this is grim, like, it would have to come from somewhere. Right. And so this is the basis for it, is these kinds of incantations. And, like, I love the idea that, like, you could transfer Vesson powers to a regular person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fascinating, because of, like, where it could go. Right. Um, and, like, introducing it, even in this little way, like, opens it up to, like, do again in the future. Yeah. I mean... Because it, it, it makes it so that if Black Claw wanted to essentially expose Vess and Kind, they could make a bunch of these, put them on people, and then send them out and be like, these are Vessin. This is like, these things are out there. P- be animal creatures. They exist, you know, just to like seed it in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's one way to do it. <laughs> Is that not how you would do it? Uh, I mean, it could be an interesting way for Black Claw to, like, out Vessin, if that is what their endgame is. Right. Um, We still don't know the ultimate goal of Black Claw. Right, but if if they are Vessin who want to out Vessin, can't they just out themselves? Um. Right? mm, It's it's, it's (laughs) tough to say. Yeah, it poses Um, more risks, I'd say. Because essentially, if you uh, if you expose yourself as a Vessin, mm-hmm. then uh, and it's not like widely accepted, or it's like it's something that like uh, hasn't hasn't been. Uh, I'm not tr- sure of the words I'm looking for, but essentially, uh, basically, you can't work covertly anymore once you come out as a Vessin, right? And so, like, I think that if they still wanted to do shadow stuff, mm. then. Uh, they want to keep their key players in the shadows. I see what you guys are saying. Um, Boo points out that Chavo Guerrero was in this episode and he's an actual wrestler and too bad they killed him off. Oh, nice. Was that... um, uh, I don't know who he was. He would have if he. I mean, she was talking about the guy that that died. Yeah, I'm assuming it's... um, Write down his name. Mayordomo. 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 Yeah. That was the name. Yeah. Um, I'm not a wrestling person, but I have a question about the way this wrestling match works. Okay. Every night or show or whatever, they have um, one guy against the other guy, and one's the hero and one's the villain. Mm-hmm. And the hero always wins. What is the point if you know that? Because I've seen here at After Buzz, people watch all of the wrestling shows, and the hero doesn't always win. Right. Because it's pointless if the hero always wins. Well... Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you have a a serial where I mean it's not always the same villain every week. Right. Um. So essentially, it's like uh, Superman fights this guy and he beats him. Yay, Superman! Superman fights this other guy. He beats him. Yay, Superman! So it's kind of that mentality. So it's like watching the person that you admire winning week after week, and maybe it's the same person, and you're like, "Oh man, the Joker came back, or or Mixelpix came back. What a fool! He's never gonna beat Superman." So it's the drama of that whole thing. Okay. And people enjoy seeing like the the moves and like everything that goes into it. Um, I'm not. I, I don't watch wrestling either. Um, like, to be honest, like it's just not something I ever. I didn't grow up with it. James says um, the wrestling is all about the story of the match. Right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, I, I believe Vanessa loves wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and yeah, I mean wrestling is it's very entertaining. 
thing and, and uh, people love it yeah. um so i think it was cool that graham uh brought it on and i think the luchador way was like bring the bring luchadors into it was a great way to tackle it right um and to have this <laughs> silence of the slams yeah i almost wanted it to be a lamb vessel that would be so great um nice. and everyone is agreeing that tari is doing that's a perfect explanation oh thank you guys I was going to say, it's like when you watch a show and there's a guy named Nick, and you're like, yay, Nick! <laughs> yeah. It's the Vesson every week. Exactly. <laughs> um, but you do enjoy, but I, I will say you do enjoy that, like, and that's why I guess they, the audience responded mm-hmm. when uh, Tigre Feroz... Uh, he was so cute! When he... <laughs> when he won out of nowhere they were like that was awesome yeah we like seeing cool stuff and just like any tv show that you enjoy mm-hmm. surprise is the best element like if you can surprise an audience right. they will love you for it right as long as it's not as long as it makes sense yeah when you just have a kitty up here a <laughs> good little kitty oh. um yeah i mean they got he so the uh, our old, our old mask maker mm-hmm. friend. Um, he went out and murdered a Balam. He first before he murdered him, he paralyzed him and skinned him. Yes, yes. he skinned a kitty. <laughs> I like this, cats. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Because oh, um, he had to, he <laughs> had to keep him alive and in distress. Have you been to holding on it. to that since Friday? I haven't. Okay. I just thought of it on the spot. Go on. <laughs> um, because the only way that he would have been able to get the Vessin face would have been to kill him um, in a distressed Vogue state. Right. Um, so he had he had to paralyze him um, by Voguing as the uh, Vibora Doradu. Again? A... Vibora Doradu. I didn't catch that. Vibora Doradu. I don't think that's it. No, that is what it is. Uh, Dorada. Yeah, I was going to say. I wrote it. I I just have bad handwriting. Vibora Doradu. It wasn't about mispronunciation. It was purely bad handwriting. So what is it actually? It's a Vibora Dorada. (laughs) Vibora Dorada. I believe it's that. The Vibora Dorada. Yeah. He had it. He's got to get real breathy. What was the kitty? Hmm? The kitty cat that he skinned. That was a balam. A balam. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. It's a jaguar type <laughs> of vessin. Um <laughs> At first at first I thought it was a uh a mauvais dent, like right. the uh the white uh yeah, yeah, yeah. saber tooth tigers. Uh because it was dark and it just like right. I saw stripes. Yeah. Right. Um and I was like, <laughs> I know how to pronounce that one. <laughs> and then I looked it up and it's like, oh well, that's not hard either. So uh, Mr. Goku says, Yeah, you say it sometime. N- no. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I don't have to. No. <laughs> um, I sit here and meow. But uh the 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 Vibora Dorada mm-hmm. um is it's it's uh based on uh, the uh the Quetzalcoatl um plotline. Or plotline, myth. Um, it's a, which is a, Quetzalcoatl is a uh, an Aztec god, mm-hmm. um, a god of uh, wisdom and wind, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and was lizard like and had those sort of backwards tendrils yeah. in a lot of the drawings. And so, in this case, the uh, the yeah. this this vest can uh, m- murder you, yeah. <laughs> like or paralyze you yeah. uh, with its venom. I thought it was cool. It was a cool design. 
it was something new, yeah. uh, which I always appreciate seeing. Like we're getting to the point where like they have to start repeating a little bit, like mm-hmm. in the in like the not as main ones. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gl- I, It's cool when they can introduce something, like interesting. Yeah. I like when we see new ones, but I also really like when they throw in cat-like creatures. <laughs> there's a lot of. There's them. been a it's lot true. of them recently, and there's I love of, it. There's a lot of subspecies of kitties. of uh, cat mm-hmm. uh, or and big cat type vessel. Yeah. Um. I uh, think that the show has gotten so gory recently, and this episode specifically, it was great. You mean, you thought it was gory? All they did was rip somebody's face off? Yeah, but we saw, like, we saw the blood dripping from the face, and then we saw the face without the face on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually disgusting, and I loved it. And then it at the end, when the, when the mask turns back. Yeah. yeah. So gross. Um, I mean, so the, this this guy, like, I thought it was cool. He's, like, trying to win. Um, so he wants this super powerful mask, and they sign yeah. in blood. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, dropped the blood and then tried to sign, and it didn't work. Yeah. Like, his name, he was like, yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> and then when the mask maker did it, it was, like, real thorough yeah. with his yeah. name. I loved it. <laughs> Um, and the blood turned into a skull, and that's how you make a contract or a mask, I guess. Well, right. It was the specific mask that he was supposed to make, wasn't it? I believe so. I think it was the yeah. face that he was supposed to go get. Mm, got it. So he knew which face to get. Yeah, hmm, that would make sense. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but it was cool. I mean, I like the the <laughs> idea of like he's like, don't wear it outside the ring. Like these masks are made for specific purposes, right. whether they were made for luchador wrestling. Or for a warrior mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, it's made for one thing. Use it for that thing or you will be in trouble. Right. Uh, I, I also liked when he first put it on that he was, they had to, like, test that the mask was okay with him. Like, yeah. Like, the mask had to choose him or accept him. Yeah. I, I think that's such a great idea. Yeah. I liked it. Um, that it had to, like, he had to be worthy Mm-hmm. In a way, yeah, um, and he was, but then he got a little too. He's real attached. cocky, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think that part of it was the like the mask. The mask was making him that, or like the mask gave him a confidence he didn't have before, right? Though I think that like I, I mean, obviously this kid has never taken an improv class because he wasn't about making his partner look good, and so like I, I feel like him being so like I gotta win, I gotta win, uh was was very telling that he like he had the a fighter spirit but he was just not mature enough to handle the the mask itself mm-hmm. so I, I found it really surprising that the old man gave it to him uh but i i i mean i liked that we got to see this progression of him essentially getting crazier and crazier yeah it worked it was cool yeah um until he goes crazy and kills the guy <laughs> yeah and the thing glues to his face yeah that was gross cool design <laughs> um of like what it looked like when it was had melded oh yeah it still had like the strings the, like the you could see them yeah but it was flesh yeah um i the blood and the gore i could handle the 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 like the back of his head i was like mm, i don't like that really <laughs> yeah, i don't like that one bit <laughs> uh i have to wonder like this is guy is just a human like he's a care site like yeah. Could he like? Is he, what's he gonna do after this? I 
I wanted them to show us. I assume that he was taken to a mental hospital. Right. <laughs> I mean, because he's like, that. all the masks are talking to me. Yeah. And Nick kind of confirmed that, like, he went mad. So I'm assuming he's, like, in an institution somewhere, like, talking to himself. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Because he did, aside from the fact that, like, he saw the mask and whatever, he did go crazy. Because yeah. that's what happens when a, a He's just in there the rocking. Tigray. <laughs> That's like me at home, kitty, kitty. <laughs> oh God! Um, any other thoughts on this episode, you guys? <laughs> Anything you really, really liked that we didn't uh, we didn't talk about yet? I mean, I think there was something really missing from this episode. That's all. <laughs> More care to elaborate? No, nope. I just think that it was missing. Um, I like that Eve. I guess we. I wanted to talk about Eve a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. In that, like, I like that she was just like on a mission she couldn't sleep and is just like i'm gonna hunt down renard and figure out this mystery um well she is reviewing the she reviews the tape right like just like renard did but and she it's couldn't like sleep because she was thinking but something wasn't right yeah oh she's so good yeah oh man she's so badass it's very it i'm excited to see eve as a character unfolding mm-hmm. like because just because she's played by like it, it's only tough for us to get to like accept her as a character because it's Bitsy Tullock. I've accepted her. Um, yeah. I really like her. Well, I just her. mean I think some fans are still yeah. having trouble like not seeing her as Juliet and accepting that this is Eve. This mm-hmm. is not Juliet. This is not going to be Juliet. I really hope it's not because I'm enjoying this character and I like that it's different. I don't need to go back to having Juliet. It was a different it was a change yeah. and changes are good and when you need when our show reaches season five or six or seven. And when she's in the car with Renard and he goes, Juliet and she goes, Nick would have told you already. I loved that. Yeah. Like, like she's like, I don't have time to play games with you. Right. You know this. We're moving forward. And he goes, Eve. It was great. It was a great scene. It was necessary. And I feel like we'll probably have more situations where people are like, Julia, and she'll go, you know better. And it was kind of badass when she's just like, the door just click. Yeah. And then opens. Yeah. And she gets in. She's, I think she's really badass. I really like Eve. Um, I really like the, the story that we're getting. I do. You're right that she was on a mission and I loved that. Yeah. Um, I, I have issue with the, the formation of the computer room. In HW, I'm sorry, because nitpicking. No, her at Trouble <laughs> use the main computer in the middle that's on the big screen. Oh yeah, yeah. And everybody else is on their private computers. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's a little weird. It's because they're interns, so they have to bring in their own computers. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say because they don't even get a box <laughs> rental fee. <laughs> yeah. It's just just something to think about. Oh man, because she's in the middle of the room looking at stuff on repeat. And there are people doing their yeah. job. No headphones, no nothing. Yeah. It's real. Like, Everyone's it? like, God, like, I'm trying to work over here. Eve, do you mind? <laughs> like, yeah, don't talk to her. She's going to blow your head off. <laughs> yeah. She, she, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. The, the, she just looks, then the computer screen blows up in yeah. their face. <laughs> yeah. Guess you're not working now. <laughs> I, was just, I didn't save yet. Right? God. Right? Okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah. All right. So with that, I think uh, I think it's time we move into some predictions. Yes. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Oh, my God. It's almost like you've never seen this before. Right now. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So what are you guys thinking? I watched on Hulu. 
Same. So you guys didn't see the promo for next week? No. Nope. All right. So next week, <laughs> for those who are lame and miss the promo, um, mm. we're going against uh, not Blutbot, but Werewolves. Ooh. Okay. And so Monroe is... Um, oh, this is uh, Jeff's episode, the writer who, uh, who was on last week. Um, and so Monroe is going up against... He's going to go up against the werewolves as well. And the question that is asked in the promo is, can he pull the trigger against his own kind? Even though they're not really his kind. Interesting. Yeah. And I just pulled up and watched it on my computer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> white-faced bootbot is what it looks like. I mean, they're but they're they're lycan. Yeah, the episode is called uh, Lycanthropia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is just... Werewolves. Werewolves. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so, Ivan has been trying to ask us the entire uh, the entire show uh, if we want Adeline to stay human. And I think we were pretty clear that if she, Natalie's going to work... Yeah, Natalie is only going to work if she's human. Um, and I like that. That said, I'm, I'm excited for the drama of her becoming a Hexen Beast again and what has to happen when she does. Yeah. So, to get all prediction-y... Yes. Um, we know someone's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if I'm stealing your prediction. It's fine. I don't remember. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Sorry. What? Why don't you go ahead? Happening? Yeah. Go. Um, uh, I don't even remember. Yeah, I'll just say what you were going to say. All right. So, <laughs> um, prediction is that uh, Renard mm-hmm. is going to die. Right. Right? Yes. Um... <laughs> Eve is going to no. Go yeah yeah keep going. Eve. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had I had predicted that Eve was going to kill Renard, um, because Renard's going to Renard's going to ultimately choose the wrong side to get his daughter back, and uh, Eve, being this this uh, woman on a mission, is uh, going to have to take him down. She's going to feel like it's her job to do so. I think there's also a chance that Eve might take down. Adeland. Because Adeline's going to turn X and Beast and try to fight it and try to fight it and try to fight it. And in the end, Adeline will do something that's going to hurt Nick and HW and Eve is going to come close to killing her and then probably Adeline will sacrifice herself. Right. Um, yeah, I just can't remember which predictions are mine and which are his anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're ours. They're ours. Yes. We are one team, you guys. Totally. They belong one, to the team. One grim obsessed team. I would like it if when the Hexen Beast comes back, uh, Adeline becomes the double agent in that like she is essentially uh, using uh, Black Claw to get her daughter back and kind of like spying on the team to see who comes out on top. Um, I think that, that does would sound be like Hex and Beast Adeline. Yeah. Um, oh. Playing both sides, like, in favor of herself. Mm-hmm. What if Renard isn't a double agent? He does choose Black Claw, and that's why Adeline specifically goes to become double agent to get Diana back. Oh, like, and she, she becomes a double agent for us. Yeah. Right. Because Renard chose the wrong side. Interesting. Um, Kendall that could be really says, cool. what, do we, what about the Black Claw head guy? His name is Lucian. <laughs> Guys, we gotta learn their names, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Black Claw Head Guy. Yeah. Lucian, he's handsome. Okay, what about him? That's the question is, what do we think about him? And oh, what do we um, think will happen with him? Ah, he's not going to live past this season. Uh, yeah, I would doubt it. I would doubt he lives past the end of the season. I think we're going to build towards something really cool, like some big showdown with him. Maybe, I would love to see him versus Eve. 
Um, but I, I think him versus Nick is inevitable. Right. Um, it's going to be exciting. Like, he's the guy pulling the pieces unless there is another level beyond him, which is very possible. There could be a Black Claw Council that we haven't met yet. Oh, I assume there's someone beyond him because he's the head of Portland. Right. Is he, though? or is, like they, we, That's not confirmed. He's... He's a leader. I don't. I don't think he's just the head of Portland. I think Portland is just a an important place for whatever they're doing. Can we talk about how Portland has become the the? This is where we make decisions about global issues. Portland. <laughs> well, yeah, there's Portland's just a great. lot of Vessin living there because like they can get away with it because everything's like everyone's just trying to keep it weird, right? So um, they're like, that was weird. That dude was like a fox face like whatever he's just keeping it weird I'm gonna move along <laughs> with my day um, some predictions from the chat Vanessa says Adeline will join HW to get Diana back um, James Foran says it'll be Lucian versus Meisner um, yeah a lot of interesting stuff to do and, and we'll, like yeah. uh, we, we could predict all day but unfortunately I think we're out of time so I want to say thank you very much for watching Grim here at AfterBuzz TV <laughs> This has been the AfterBuzz TV Grim After Show. Where can they find you? <laughs> oh, uh, hey guys, you can find me online at Yeltigle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. Um, also, I have a new podcast called Intimate Interrogations. A new episode has dropped right now on iTunes for free. It's uh, not AfterBuzz related, but thank you to AfterBuzz for letting me record here. <laughs> and you can find me here at AfterBuzz. Tari J. Miller, T-U-R-I-J-Y-E, Zach. And if you're ready to talk <laughs> about some Daredevil, I've got the Daredevil After Show. We did episodes one and two and three and four over the weekend. Um, yeah, Daredevil, uh, we started the podcast over the weekend. We did uh, uh, two after shows covering the first four episodes. A lot of fun, a lot of cool stuff. This season is going crazy with Daredevil v. Punisher. No spoilers. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but check check those out. We'll be doing the rest of the season as we go. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Tuesdays. And like I said, if you're at WonderCon, come meet up with us. Uh, yeah. Find us on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson. Then yell, yell Teagle, Tari J. And let us know where you are. We want to come find you. It's downtown LA. So we, uh, we would love to come find you guys. So guys, until next week, I'm Zach Wilson. And thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.